Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Racing Boys, and if you ain't listening to them, you get out of the country because you're a communist. I love the Racing Boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. You know the funny thing about that is? The Larry voice and the Mater voice are exactly the same. Get her done! It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. Todd Surprise running the show for us here at uh, RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. My partner for the last 23 years, Kirk Elliott, joining me now on the show and we got a really good show lined up for you today um we are gonna get kevin swindell on to talk about his chili bowl nationals win and devin moran is also going to join us he picked up he captured the sunshine nationals down at volusia um this last week and um man i i i i I really, I, I just got to start off by talking a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs beating Buffalo yesterday. What did you guys think about that game, Kurt? Well, you know, we're here in Kansas City. We loved it. For our friends out in New York State and the Buffalo area, not so much. Hey, hey, Todd, listen, let me, let me just say this. Kirk Elliott is yearning. For a San Francisco 49ers and a Chiefs Super Bowl, aren't you, Kurt? All my teams won this weekend, so yeah, I'm pretty happy. My hey. basketball team won on the road. Hey. Brock Purdy, who, you know, I'm a big fan of, of course. He played for my Cyclones all those I, years. I hope so. that we beat the heck out of the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers, just so you know it. I just hope that... Uh, It'll be in the Super Bowl if they meet up with them. Well, I, I, I'm just hoping that they, they do that. Uh, to be honest with you, because yeah, I'm I'm torn because I'm a, I'm a big Chiefs fan too, and uh, you know who do you want to play? But you're a Brock you Purdy fan as well. I'm a big Brock Purdy fan, right. so that's why I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan is because of Brock Purdy. Right. Much like Taylor Swift is a big Chiefs fan because of her guy Travis Kelsey, kind of like that. Hey, how about how about his brother yesterday going shirtless, Todd? What do you think about that? Not not a. He kind of showed his butt a little bit. Not only going, not only going shirtless. I don't know if you saw him in the parking lot. He was in the parking lot pre-game, hanging out with Bill's mafia fan, right? And um, he was drinking pretty heavy out in the parking lot, partaking and everything. And then the coolest part, what I thought was, was at the end of the game, he held, he had it. There was a couple girls that were in the that braved the elements out there and they'd brought travis or and, travis and kelsey he slid the window open and he came out and he picked those little girls up so that tra- that taylor right. taylor could see those signs and uh he was having a, he was having the day of his the time of his life i think he actually is probably going to retire and uh oh no doubt he is his wife is pregnant and he already announced it he, well uh, he, he has much prior to report it. that yeah. he was yeah, yeah. yeah jason kelsey the center for the philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Right. his wife just announced i think they just announced she's pregnant again so his jason kelsey's gonna have another kid so travis will be an uncle time so let, let, let's talk a little bit about next week we have to travel to baltimore to take on the ravens early game on sunday 
So what do you guys feel about that game? It's going to be a tougher game than the one they just played. Yes. They just beat Miami, and they just beat Buffalo. Both teams had – And I'm telling you, they can beat beat Baltimore if they 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 want to. They can, but both teams we beat, defense was really banged up. Miami had nothing. Right. And and Buffalo was pretty banged up yesterday as well. But I've been saying it all year, guys. This is the team that I said I don't want to – I don't, don't want to play. Baltimore's the team that I worried about. Here's one of the reasons why. This guy, he has everything to lose in this game. Because so we, we're really got we need to pull for Detroit, right? Uh, well, I so we can make up for the opening. Well, yeah, game, I mean if right? we can if we can get past Baltimore, but in order to beat Baltimore, we really first things first, you gotta play Baltimore yeah, first. Baltimore's right. not that's the team I've been worried about all year. Didn't and, the Chiefs play them in the regular season? They lost to him, right? Yeah. And um I just The Chiefs weren't very good during the regular season, but it seems like to me that the Chiefs have come into their own here late in the season, and I I believe that they can beat anybody at this well, time. Of course, they yeah. can beat anybody, mm-hmm. no doubt. Uh, isn't it better that you that you know they lost to the Bills in the regular season, and they also lost to the Ravens in the regular season? Is it better to lose to them in the regular season so you can come back and beat them when it really matters? It's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs pulled it off with Miami. We beat them twice, but the but I think going to we have Miami's number. Yeah, and we went to Germany, and there there's a lot to that too. When you fly over to Germany, if you're not a team like the Chiefs, who's a veteran team that's played a lot of the, traveled a lot. Yeah, right. I real I just was really hoping that the Texans were going to put a better show on yesterday or the day before. And their game, I just wish they. Stroud would've... didn't have a very good game, did he? Uh, I mean, I understand he's a rookie, and it's yeah. tough to, to to continue. And but that'd have been nice to have to go up against them instead of Baltimore. But Baltimore just kind of ate them alive. So six straight years in the AFC championship. Yeah, people don't That's realize what what hey, co- that what... is a miracle that we've went yeah. six years in a row for the AFC and, and, championship and game. Eight years as AFC West champions. Right. So you've got eight full years of dominance in the AFC West and six straight years of being one or the top one or two teams in all of the league. And, and, and <laughs> let me just say this. Isaiah Pacheco is better than I thought he was going to be. Put on a heck now, are of a you game. ready to say now you were wrong about Isaiah Pacheco? I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm wrong about Isaiah Pacheco, but I'm just going to say – that he's pretty damn good. He's pretty damn good at what he does, but it he, seems to me when they're in short yardage situations. But yesterday he, still, he picked up that first down there right twi- at the end he of the did game. It, he did yeah. it twice, and and people don't realize he pick, he had not last week, but the week before in the in the final game, and then another game he picked up a major block that that took care of what would have been a sure sack for. Patrick Mahomes, and so he's able to read these defenses a little bit better. Hey, did, and it was a did, did was, you see Josh Allen afterwards boy, in in his press conference? Tough, he just man. says it sucks, it, and, and he you, just says it sucked, and he said it about five times. Yeah, well, you can't. There's nothing else you can say, man. <laughs> Isn't and, that how we Chiefs fans yeah, felt absolutely. playing the Broncos all those years, all and those John years. Elway, and all of that? 
And now pa- we're on the other side. Hey, of that. Kirk, and the, then, that's past history. I'm but not worried about no, past history. You, know, you kind of know what those no, Bills I, fans exactly. are Exactly. And my here's point. the thing people don't realize about the Bills is four times in the Super Bowl, never win in the Super Bowl back in the day. They come, you know, had a great quarterback to hell. Kelly's in the Hall of Fame. But they didn't win the Super Bowl but they in couldn't, those four years. No. And um, we kind of avenged a loss that the Chiefs had going in with Montana back in the day and getting knocked out in Buffalo. Yeah. And Buffalo advanced into that, went to that the, and, and went to the Super Bowl that hey, year. Hey, you know what I loved more than anything is watching Josh Allen have to take it from Patrick Mahomes. They're buddies, so they're they're really good friends off the field. Yeah, I right. I I don't I feel I'm it's so weird. And I don't want to say that. you start to feel for that kid, man, because what's he to do? The guy played a heck of a game yesterday. He did play a heck the of a guy, game. The guy, the yeah. receiver, missed two. They had dropped two balls that would have been touched. And the One field of them. goal kicker missed that big. Yeah, yeah. but uh, CVS or whatever his name is. Yeah, Valdez. He, 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 he dropped a pass as yeah. well. But I people that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, people yeah. don't realize too. You know, before we get finished with this, there was still even if they would have made that field goal, guys, there was still a minute and forty seconds left, or thirty. That's right, there was. We we only needed thirteen seconds last year to beat them. So there, the Chiefs we, still could have come. The down Chiefs were going to come game. down and tie that game, or I mean, go ahead and win. The, if they would have tied that game, we still had a minute and forty. I think we would have went down and won that game with a field goal or a, a, a touchdown. That's, hey, that's just how it would have went down. Just before they kicked that 44-yard field goal, I said, miss it. <laughs> that guy had. And, and, and the wind was blowing so strong that it just hooked to the left. Yeah, he right. To the wide, right. Wide right. right. But is Harrison Butker the best field goal kicker in the league? Well, we're getting ready to play right now. one of the uh, – We're getting I, I ready to play. Tucker is the best Yeah, one. the guy we're getting yeah. ready to play is probably him and Butker are – one, one A and one B. That's how I'd put them. You right. think the Chiefs have learned their lesson not to hand the ball off to McCole Hardman? Oh my gosh! Uh, one of the he dumb. Did, he did. He didn't know that. Hey, when you stick that ball out there, you gotta hold on to that. It, gotta hang on to it. If it's going out the end of the end zone, and the other team will get the ball. If he if he just goes down right there, tucks it, and goes down, tucks kick, it and go down. We could have scored a touchdown yeah. or kicked a field goal. Then I mean, it literally. Listen, between we, the uh, the the touchdown pass that we had was Scantlin and 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 Hartman as well. I, I, we could have won that game by. 14 points. That was a terrible decision Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott made. I don't know what happened there where they faked that punt. Uh, I guess the, the explanation they gave, there were Chiefs had 10 guys on the field and they checked down. They hadn't gone out there with the intention of doing that. But the way everything checked down, that you don't, they faked the punt. You they don't, faked the punt and they, they stopped them on that punt. You don't fake a punt that far Back into where all you, the way back at the, 30 the 35, yard line. 33 or whatever. Oh they my were. god, that was, that was, that was crazy! That didn't work out so good for the Buffalo it, it, Bills. It didn't. I mean, I'm sure everybody wanted Demar Hamlin to um, have a fairy tale ending and and get that first day. You know, he was the one who was carted off the field last year. You know, at the cardiac arrest, and he was the one who ran that fake yesterday. And I'm sure they thought that it'd be a great story if he picks that first down. You know, but it just. Man, it ain't a movie sometimes, guys. This is real life, and things just don't happen like you would want them to. So. Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game next week. 
to be honest with well, you. Well, the other nervous game was that 49ers win over the Packers, for me anyway. Yeah, Kirk Looked was like probably the Packers sweating it were there. on their way to victory. It but was over, guys. Hey, hey Kirk. Not so much. Your guy didn't have a great game. He didn't have to. He, he made the plays when it counted at the end of the ball game to put his team in position but to he win didn't, the game. But he didn't have a great game. No, he didn't have the best game, but it doesn't matter. Moved on to the next he round. Didn't, he did not turn the ball over, and he got his team down there. They scored the winning touchdown, and that's all that matters. Hey, uh, Pete says, happy 75th birthday to Steve Perry of Journey. Hey, listen. I've always thought that Steve Perry should have been the singer for Journey all along. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of replacement singers of of bands. To be honest with you, I remember I, Journey I, I, before I, Steve Perry. Yeah, I was going to say there was a singer before Steve Perry. So that's that's the thing. I I with that Steve band, Perry put that. Uh, journey on the map yeah but he there did. was but there was a singer before him so i mean you know that that band i've got an album of journey before steve yeah Perry. no they had oh. they had a different sound too they yeah. were more they guitar were um i would say kind of rush sounding ish uh prog rock because people don't realize neil neil shown is uh he's a he's a badass so steve uh, perry one of the great right. vocalists of all time yep. no doubt well, about i it. think there's a little friction in that band right now because i saw that the guy that's in the band now, he said, if you want me out, just let me know. I'll leave any time. The Asian guy? Yeah, him and Neil are having some words right now. So, Oh. Everybody's fighting Do, do you band. think eventually Steve Perry will come no. back to Journey? Never. 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 Mm-mm. He's done with that. He's moved on with his life. He's a yeah, pain. Listen, he's he he's made more money off of yeah. those records than and he does he other things now too. I saw a sixty or CBS Sunday Morning report with him, and he's got a lot of other things going on and a new album too. So you know, like you said, right? He, yeah. But yeah, it's what a weekend, guys, and we're thawing out here in Kansas City. I, I feel sorry for anybody out there on the. On some of those, man, some people are having some real issues with snow and ice out there. Be careful if you're driving it. We had it last night, woke up with it, but some of the country guys, Oklahoma, uh, Portland, let me tell you, some of the ice that these guys, Portland, the trees up there, guys, are just snapped off. I'm talking 100-foot trees. These things are just breaking, guys, just snapping like right. twigs. There's, I've it, got a couple out in my backyard, yeah. to be honest so, with you. It's it's serious stuff out there. So if you're out cruising around today, guys, be real careful. Uh, get get home. Let's get through this week and hopefully next hey, week. Lots warmer this week. Hey, listen, I, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to uh, legendary NHRA car owner Roland Leone, who passed away here just recently as well. Kirk, the Hawaiian. Hey, we had Todd him in our D- studio one time. Right. Remember when we had who yeah. we have in the studio with us that day. Uh, we had Reyes, his, uh, driver, and we had Don Garlitz, and we had Roland Leone, and who else did we have in there? We've got the tape of it somewhere. Yeah, no doubt. a while ago, but we had a, we had legendary people in NHRE in our studio. There it is. There's Don Garlitz right there. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. The Hawaiian. We remember that car. I was going to tell people, make hey, if you're listening right now, go over there to our YouTube page and subscribe. Make sure you guys subscribe to that page. Man, we've got a lot of videos in there, man, that nobody's even, you know, it's been years that people seen. But um, this is pre- We've pre, got a lot of videos. This is pre-Todd working with the, 
with these guys. I mean, if you go back in some of these things, this is, if you look at some of this video. 12, 14 years ago. Yeah, a lot of this stuff. Years a lot of this stuff is, yeah. uh, I'll pull, I'll, I'll just pull up a little video, just a video clip of, there's, there you go. Old studio. Old studio. Original desk. Hey, that was back in the day, wasn't it? Before me. Same desk we're using right now. That's uh, right. Uh, uh, that's the same studio desk we're using. Same right. sign you see right there is probably still sitting there. But yes, guys. You know look, what? That prop that sign's probably still up there in that oh, studio. I'm, I'm sure it's still <laughs> yeah. over there. Well, remember we peeled it off and put it on the front of that that um, partition that you guys had. You had that plastic one, and then oh, you yeah. have a real nice one too over there. But yeah, guys, make sure you subscribe to the Racing Boys page. But we'd love for you guys to watch us on the YouTube side. Not just our Facebook side. If something should go down on our Facebook side or my page should get stopped off or something, man, that's where you need to go to. Congratulations to Aaron Reitzel, who is the Grand Annual Sprint Car Champion in Australia. First yep. time that an American driver has won this big event since 2015. Kyle Hurst, the 11th overall driver in what? 50 years that this event has been I held what, an American driver has what won. Old, wonder what old Kyle Hurst has been up to. Uh, he, was driving, he was driving the 83 junior car at one point. Yeah, I think he's driving the King of the West series out there, the NARC series, or he was the last couple of years. Uh, but Aaron Reitzel taking advantage of Sheldon Hoddenshield getting up into the loose stuff, the cushion, turning sideways, collecting James McFadden, who was running third at the time. Reitzel able to avoid that. Once he got out in front, uh, there was nobody going to catch him. And uh, big win. And uh, when he gets back to the States, we'll get Aaron Reitzel on to talk about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's always been a good guest for us. And he always comes on with yeah. Us. It's a little tough to get somebody down In down Australia. under right, right now, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Especially so, after a win, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so big uh, forty thousand uh, dollars. This race was at the Sun Gold Stadium Premier Speedway. Uh, they call it the Knoxville Nationals of uh, Australia, and yeah. uh, it was uh, it was good race in action. Race track was in great shape. We'll talk more about it as we go along. Uh, tough night for uh, Chase Randall, who I thought had a car that would compete. He had a tire go down. Brock Zierfoss got upside down. Corey Eliason had some issues, but uh, it was a really great night for the American drivers over there, except for Sheldon Hodgeshield not feeling too good about what happened. Kirk, we're going to get uh, Hunter Schoenberg on next week, right? Yes, he's got a new ride. He's going to be driving part of the season for Haywood Motorsports. That was kind of shocking news we talked about on Saturday yeah. morning. going to be driving the 19 car for not a full schedule, but half the schedule. I talked to Hunter this morning. That's kind of crazy. He couldn't make it on today's show. We'll bring him on next week, talk about it. He's got some other announcements to make. There's the other half that is still yet to be announced, the other half of his schedule. They haven't announced that team. yet. And maybe next week when we get him on, he'll be in a position to talk about it. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, four-time winner, four in a row. Kevin Swindell is going to be joining us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more right here on Mostly Motorsports. Stay tuned.
listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring 
of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Joining us now on the show is a four-time winner, four in a row. Kevin Swindell joins us now. Kevin, congratulations on your Chili Bowl win, bud. Yeah, oh, thank you, guys. Hey, um, th that was a pretty dominating performance. You led all 55 laps. Uh, was there at any point... Did you feel like that uh, Buddy Kofoid had anything for uh, Logan? Uh, I don't think I was ever completely comfortable, you know, the whole race. I, I think it was, you know, he, he kept him, you know, fairly honest the whole time. I, I think, you know, the the screen and some things in that place, you know, allow you to kind of control a race a little more than you would at other places, you know, even with them moving it now and, um, you know, Logan does a good job of that, but, you know, I think that, that car's strong suit too has, has been, you know, what, how good we're able to get off a corner a lot of the time, kind of when he needs it or when he needs to make that little bit extra to get away or make up for a mistake or this or that, it, it's kind of, you know, been able to bail him out with his foot a lot, uh, you know, where some of those guys seem to get stuck. So, right. um, you know, felt comfortable with, with a lot of that, you know, and, and what he was able to do, and especially after Friday from, you know, digging from seventh there, um, you know, I, I felt like we were kind of, uh, it was up to us whether we uh, we beat ourselves or not for the most part. You know, the track rubbered up about lap 30. And, and we've had this debate on the air before. Um, do, do you feel like that maybe they should cut it back from uh, 55 laps to, to 30 laps? Do you? What's your feelings on that? No, I, I think, I mean, if anything, you know, I think the rubber is, is a pretty clear pattern the last two years of, right. you know, it, it's wore out by the end of Friday, basically where we get the last, you know, 10, five laps of Friday, it seems like tries to do it or does lay rubber. And then, you know, Saturday, it's like, they just never really get caught up. And then, um, I think this year would have been fine. I, I think they just kind of took a shot at having a certain racetrack and, um, 
you know, I think they tried to clean that bottom up and not till it and, and make sure that we didn't run in single file around the bottom for the first, you know, 20 laps, but, uh, it just, it moved us up too quick and then moved us down quicker than, than we should have. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think they should do a halfway break during the race or, 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 or nothing like Knoxville? What do you feel about that? No, I, I don't think the laps or any of that is, is a problem with it. I, I literally just, you know, I think those poor guys are just fatigued by the time it gets to that point of, you know, that two or three day stretch. I mean, heck, I was like, I wouldn't even, I was wore out Saturday trying to get in there at, you know, 10 or 11 a.m. I can't imagine trying to do the racetrack, you know, after and before and then show up and, and be there ready gearing. Um, you know, and I'm sure motivation isn't always the highest for those first few races to to be up that early until in a racetrack. And right. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, those guys really work hard all week long. I mean, you got to hand it to them. The, the amount of effort that it takes, there's just not an event like this one with, uh, what, seven days in a row, including Sunday's practice, and then all day Saturday to The track is completely wore out. With the right. racetrack, yeah. that, that's a pretty monumental effort that's uh, unprecedented anywhere else, isn't it? Yeah, and the thing we've noticed the last, I think, two years on, on like, Saturday, and it even kind of happens at shootout. I think they just get it turned back over before Chili Bowl. Well, is it? it always seems to, like, get flat on the top and the bottom kind of gets a little bit of bank almost to the, the middle of the corner. So it, I think that kind of invites cars down there later in the week too, to where it starts to just trend, you know, that way. And then it's easier to lay rubber when the banking kind of holds you down there. You don't have to be so particular about, you know, getting your tires to brown dirt on the berm and, and, you know, then it just cleans up and, and that's the issue you have. So, I don't think there's any like major issue that we need to like alter anything. I, I think they've just they've gone through a stage of where they're like they take it really personally if they get it wrong or right. You know, I, I think they used to just yell at us and tell us we get what we get, and now they right. they really care in a way. And I, I think so now they're they're trying to get it right, and you know you only get one shot at it. There's really no way to to test it for 55 laps, and when all the cars are all going to run the one fast lane. You know, I think that's the difference, too, is the cars get spread out differently on prelim nights than they do on Saturday. Like, that's a, a very different group of cars to get to race side by side when they're all that good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the competition level is just so incredible. Uh, Logan Seabee, uh, this driver is really as good as there is in the country right now, isn't it, Kevin? I mean, the confidence this guy has is just off the charts right now, and He's not an overnight sensation either, but he's got it going on right now. Yeah, what he does. what can you pinpoint about what Logan has done? It all started when he won the Chili Bowl a year ago, and the season that he had with Abacus throughout all of 2023, and carrying that over to now. I feel like it started with your victory a year ago. Yeah, no, I, I mean you look back, you know, 12 months and a few weeks, and um, you know he was coming in there with you know really no confidence and no real good anything all year for the most part except for you know a couple sprint car races here and there and and i think some silver crown stuff but uh yeah the midget season was was rough and he bounced around but i mean the kid won you know championships going away you know years ago and i i don't you know, I think you watch some of these guys and you can see a point where like maybe they fall off because they hit their head and, you know, they don't want to hit their head again or, 
Right. You know, there's different things that come into play, but I, I don't think any of that stuff changed. I think he just he went through a phase where he had some bad cars. He questioned if he was the reason cars were slow. I mean, we've all been there, and I, I think we got to the Chili Bowl last year, and I think I, me having some confidence in him, you know, helped and kind of just reminding him, you know, that it's – I don't think so much it's it's him. It's just, you know, the situations that you're in some of the time. And, um you know, even left there Saturday last year trying to remind him to, like, hey, I don't know what your, you know, the rest of the year is going to be. I like this went perfectly, but it doesn't mean that the rest of it will. So, you know, just kind of, you know, stay with your own confidence because I, I, I thought he's had it since, you know, watching him race at Cycle Land and Outlaw Carts and stuff. Like, there was mm-hmm. no doubt that there wasn't something there. It's just a matter of, of getting him in the right situation. So, you know, it's really proud to put guys like that in spots to to boost a career whether you know it was me that had any real bearing on you know what he did the rest of the year or not but yeah it's uh it's cool to be a part of hey so what are you going to do with your sprint car this year i don't know i you know last year obviously like you know we were able to pick sanders out of kind of nowhere for a year ago and and found something and then he got some other deals and this and that and it's just tough to find a guy that can, can do the job. And, um, you know, we're to a point if I don't have a, you know, a corporate sponsor or something with, uh, you know, stuff I have to basically guarantee, like if I can't find the right guy that, you know, I enjoy to go to the races with that I think can do the job, then I just, I, I don't really want to want to go. So it's right. Um, kind of just finding that balance right now. I think stuff's just expensive. It's only fun. If you win, it only even pays you back any money if you win. I mean, even ten grand doesn't really cover the cost of a sprint car race by the time you pay your, uh, you know, your driver half of that or whatever it right. is. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, it all just comes down to sponsor stuff a lot of the time and um, trying to have fun with this. All I, I, I think there's some ways that we probably could do more. It just, I just don't know if you know we'd enjoy it as much. And I think doing it the way we've done like the midget the last couple of years just proves. You know, I think if you do everything correctly, it doesn't matter how many times you go to the racetrack, the, the, that part will take care of itself. You've got the right guy in the seat, and right. you know, everybody's got a little confidence. Hey, i, I got to ask you this question, because I, it seemed to me that 410 racing was making a little bit of a comeback. And, and I see what High Limits is doing, and I see what the World of Outlaws is doing. Uh, are you a, a little concerned, and I, I've said this more than one time on the, on the air, that I'm a little worried that it could fracture 410 racing a little bit. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't really know what's going to come of it. You know, it's it's kind of a thing where we it was it began for one reason, and now I feel like it's it's become kind of a whole alternative thing. So I think it's just got to play out to see how it works. I mean, if nothing, you know, winners versus are going up and I think people are trying to make it better. I just, I think our, our biggest issue right now is nobody really knows where the money's coming from and it all is just kind of there. So it's, um, you know, I don't know. We'll just see. I think the whole dirt vision and flow thing is kind of a mess and everybody just is in a big, you know, war for, for all of that at the moment and, and kind of the afterthought or the, you know, the guys that are from the midfield back and, that are touring every week. You know, I think it's things are getting better for the guys that are running the top five. I just think we 
we've got to have an ecosystem for the guys that, you know, most likely are not going to win every night. And I think kind of goes back to what I said about not wanting to race. It's, it's fun if you win, but you know, if I go for 1800 bucks to run eighth to 12th or whatever, like right. I just, I lose two or three grand and I have to be at peace with that being like a hobby and I had fun or is this a profession? But if it's a profession, the money isn't making sense right now. Right. Any chance we see Logan behind the wheel of your wing sprint car? Yeah, no, that's kind of the plan. Um, you know, I wanted to last year. It just stuff was, was just a little all over and never really found the right time. Plus he was, you know, committed to all three series. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of just waiting to see what, what exactly he's going to do. I think he had like his brother was getting married. So that maybe that was going to ruin one of the points championships for him. So I'm not sure if he was going to fully run one or all three or what right now. So just kind of waiting to see on, on where his schedule lands and, and what we can do. But, um, you know, definitely want to do that. I think we're going to try to get Jet Barnes racing a little bit more out this way this year. We we kind of intended to and just never got, as, as dad was trying to get a second trailer and some different stuff out, out here to my shop to, to get him racing at like Port City and stuff, but uh, but never really did. But I think maybe we'll try to get him in the midget some and, and get him, uh, you know, Chili Bowl prepped or at least where we can get him approved if, uh, if he wants to do it. Hey, Kevin, uh, I'm going to ask you this question, and I I don't mean it as any disrespect, but have you ever thought about attempting to drive a a sprint car or a midget again with hand hand devices? Have you ever thought about it, or is the risk too high for that? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've thought about it. Like, there's, you know, obviously we've done a lot of the iRacing stuff and, and different things. Um, you know, so I've kind of at least stemmed it to some extent on, on the idea of it, but, um, I don't know. I just, I've never really found a system that I felt like lets you operate everything at the kind of clip that you need to, and, um, do what you got to do to, to do it at the level that I would want to. And I I think that's the hardest part is, you know, it's not like i I got hurt on a motorcycle and now this is an option for me to like go race. Like it's kind of my option to go race is something I've already been successful at. So I don't know if even, you know, doing it just to do it would even be fun for me. Right. Uh, Uh, Hold on. Is the risk too high for, for the opportunity to drive a a sprint car or a midget? Is, is it just too high for you? Are you worried about that a little bit? Not, not really. I mean, I think there always is that back of your mind when you kind of done something to yourself. that's a little bit permanent. Like they're like, what else can I do to myself permanently? So right, yeah. I think it's, it's like a, I'm okay with the little bit of messed up. I am. I'd rather not be any more messed up. So yeah, I think that that's in the back of your head. And I think some of that comes with a, like what I have just sort of proved for the most part. Um, like, did I win a hundred outlaw races or something to look back on? Like, no, but I did, you know, win one, we won chili bowls and stuff like that. So I, I think I'm kind of content with the driving side of my, my career. And, you know, now doing, you know, winning the chili bowl last couple of years as an you know, owner and stuff, I think is actually even let me be more at peace with like not really being hung up on if or when I win something or this or that. Like now I think we just, you know, it's mostly just about can we enjoy going to the racetrack and 
you know, can we make it make sense? And, you know, how can we make the sport better? Um, not really at the point of, I think other than like a Knoxville nationals and winning an outlaw race as a team, I, I, you know, I think I feel pretty complete otherwise in uh, racing wise. Bertrand Motorsports, how did you get together with those guys and how how's all that how did all that come together and uh how did you assess all that partnership? Um, I just I knew Tim a little bit because of uh you know, dad going up and running those northeast uh midgets with him. And just you know, last year was kinda debate doing, you know, the midget or I guess two years ago now sort of, but uh yeah just it's one of those things where to do it correctly, you kind of have to stick 30 grand in the corner, you know, in a car on stands for right. 11 months a year. So, um, you know, that plus, you know, having a motor and me not really wanting to own one because that would also sit if I did it. So, um, he had been a part of the, you know, dad's side of that stuff with engines before. So it was kind of an easy fit of like, Hey, would you want to, you know, be more involved on the car side as well. And then obviously the motor thing was, was the easy part. So, um, yeah, he was happy to, to kind of jump in and, and left me the freedom to just go do and, and build what I wanted and never really ask questions. I just kind of sending pictures as I, you know, made stuff that looked really nice. And, and I think he enjoyed that part of it too. So, um, yeah, there's, there's no real special to it. It just, you know, came on and was happy to help and he's really just stayed out of the way and, and enjoyed the ride so far that victory fuel brand got a lot of exposure down there at the chili bowl when in the chili bowl how's victory fuel going it's been awesome um you know i think it it probably did almost three times what i would have hoped we could have done um in 2023 for for launching it and um you know, the lemon stuff went over, you know, really, really well at shootout and chili bowl and launching that. And, um, yeah, winning the races has, has been huge for, for building a brand and, you know, we couldn't have made, you know, the kind of those decisions at the right time, I guess. And, and when we chose to launch some of this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of put high standards on every time we, we try to do more with, with it too, on what's going to be the, the catalyst. Cause we can't, you know, expect to win a chili bowl, you know, every year, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been really cool and, and being, getting, to, getting to be a part of, you know, kids racing careers and, um, lots of micro tracks and small tracks and, um, you know, just trying to even help promote a lot of these places through that, you know, with them, you know, whether they sell it or we sponsor them or we just, whatever it is. So, um, yeah. a million unintended, you know, uses for it from, you know, people with, diabetes and people with vitamin deficiencies and people in chemo and right. like stuff that I never could have imagined, you know, people walk up and say, Hey, this, this helps me getting through this. And like, I made it because I selfishly just wanted something that tasted good and wasn't that bad for me. I like, I never would have imagined that we would have ended up, you know, here. So, you know, that part of it's been, uh, been incredible. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so you, you have one of the most successful t-shirt businesses in the country right now tell everybody how they can purchase your uh, merchandise online can you tell us that yeah no everything uh is on swindellspeedlab.com um even victory fuel 
you know, it's on there as well. Um, if you're looking for just it, it's on drinkvictory.com. But, uh, yeah, all of the above's at, at Speed Lab. Um, pretty much every social is either Drink Victory or, uh, or someone else Speed Lab. So pretty much can find us somehow through, through any of those channels. I think there's a way to buy stuff about a million ways these days. But, uh, heck, even Victory feels on Amazon now, which is, which is pretty neat. So, yeah. yeah. Kevin, I, I can't thank you for taking the time to uh, join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Right. Thanks. All right. Thanks again. There you have it. Kevin Swindell joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Devin Moran is going to join us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod End Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Joining us now on the show is Devin Moran. Devin, how you doing, bud? Hey, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, down here in sunny Florida, about 70 degrees right now, and snowing at home, so I'm doing great today. Hey, listen. It, it, it's been freezing cold up here in Kansas City, just so you know, and... and Last week, it was 30 below up here in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that. I got to go to Australia for a couple weeks, and then I'm down here in Florida for a month and a half. So I'm avoiding I'm avoiding the uh, the cold at all costs at this point, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you, you, you picked up the points title down there at Volusia. Talk about that a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know uh, – for some reason, myself and Volusia, we, we have a, a pretty good little chemistry deal going on there. You know, we've, we've been down there. I've been there, I don't know how many trips now. And it just seems like the last two or three years, I've really found my niche at that track. And uh, uh, my Longhorn chassis has been running great at that place. And, and we just kept it up this year. So uh, it's a heck of a way to start the year. And uh, makes me super excited to go back for the, the Dirt Car Nationals there in the middle of February. It, it seems like Longhorn is kind of starting to take over in the late model series a little bit. Is that is that kind of true a little bit? Yeah, I mean, down there the first night, I think 11 out of the first 13 cars were all Longhorns, and uh, that's, that's all because of, of how hard everyone, Steve Arpin, Matt Langston, um, everyone at Longhorn Chassis works, you know. They, 
they've they've been pretty good. They've got guys like Tim McCready and, and Jonathan Davenport and, and uh other people that that's been on top of the, the game for a long time, but but that doesn't stop them from working. You know, they're always trying to develop and do different things. And uh, I've been in those cars for five years now. And obviously, Bobby Pierce, Brandon Shepard, some of the best drivers in the country are in them cars now. And uh, yeah, it's just a kudos to how hard them guys work and and giving us a great great piece of equipment that that we can tune on and adjust around ourselves and and make it go fast. Uh, this weekend, you won on Friday night. Uh, Saturday night, you're battling with Hudson for the lead. Uh, there, just uh, talk about between the two nights, how you ran on Friday night versus coming back on Saturday night, finishing third. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously the track was, was quite a bit different from Friday to Saturday. I was a little more elbows up on Friday night, and my car was really good right through the middle of the racetrack all weekend. And, and on Friday, there was enough grip there that, that I could rip it right around there and, and I could make good time. And, and on Saturday, I felt like I had a, I might have had the best car on Saturday as well. Just kind of, kind of things didn't plan in my favor on Saturday. Uh, the way the lap cars and stuff were, I just, I mistimed it a little bit and did a couple things a little bit wrong. And, and Hudson, Hudson did it right that night. So uh, he did a good job, but all in all, I felt like we had a great race car all weekend. Um, my crew has been working their butt off and uh, providing me with, with what I need to, to, put myself in position to win races you know you came within one turn of winning the lucas oil championship that crazy race at eldora speedway the dirt track world championship you had the lead there you almost got the win of the championship when you slipped in that final four there uh the race uh what a couple of weeks before that just getting into the final four but you almost walked out of there with the title uh, just, uh, I mean, what did that feel like at the end of that race? That was a crazy night at Eldora. Yeah, it was a uh, definitely a lot of emotions that last couple of weeks. You know, we were we were six in points going into uh, going into the final week before the final four, and uh, I just I felt like we were getting better and better as the year went on, and uh, we did everything right, and just unfortunately a couple things happened to Brandon that that he he had failures and then it then it finished and and it just propelled us into the final four and then uh obviously Eldora was kind of a not the best circumstances I guess for for racing but uh we just tried tried playing that weekend as smart as possible and as strategic as possible and yeah it almost paid off it was it's a bittersweet deal because we could have been six in points uh but we were so close to winning at the same time it's uh it just makes us hungrier you know we we were so close. We were, like you said, the last corner and just missed it a little bit. So it just just makes me and myself and my guys work harder and uh, makes it, makes us want to get that championship this year that much more. You know, late model racing seems like it's more competitive now than it's ever been. You got Hudson O'Neill, Ricky Thornton Jr., Jonathan Davenport, Tim McCready, Brandon Overton. There, there's so many good late model drivers out there. It, it makes it really challenging for you as a driver to try to outrun those guys, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were just a few of the guys. I mean, you got Shepard and, and Bobby Pierce. And there's there's so many guys out there that that are so good at what they do. Um, and and when the, <clears throat> all the series are racing individually, it's not bad because it kind of splits us up. But, like, down here in Speed Weeks at Volusia and places, everybody's racing together. And it's, it's really hard to win them races. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 full on grind mode. Do what you got to do to be prepared and ready to go. And, uh, 
Hopefully it's just your night. Yep. Talk about a grind. You open things up this week at Golden Isle Speedway, and then you're going to <laughs> Bubba Alltech East Bay Raceway Park. This is a pretty heavy stretch of racing you got coming up. How do you handle the grind? How many races is that in a row, Kirk? Uh, well, you've got about 13 nights and 16 nights or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how many it is in a row, but I know from, like, the start of Brunswick, to the end of the second round of Volusia, it's like 20, 21 or 23 races in about 25 nights. So it gets it gets pretty hectic, but, I mean, this is what we get paid to do, and we love doing what we what we get paid to do. So it, it's just uh, you have to have people that, that are willing to work hard and love the sport and love what they do. Me and my guys all, all exceed all of that. So uh, it's not bad, especially when you're running good. It makes it a lot of fun, but... Uh, when you're struggling, it can definitely get tough at times. You just gotta, you just gotta keep positive and and keep working hard, and hopefully at some point you figure it out. So, you got, you yeah, got. I, mean, I don't know. This is my favorite time of the year. I love these tracks. It's always good racing, and and yeah, it's it's the summer nationals, the winter summer nationals in Florida for the year, I guess. You you just gotta stay positive during the whole season. Really, you gotta stay in the right frame of mind, don't you? Uh, yeah, and it's uh. It's not easy, especially when you're running either the Lord of Outlaws or the Lucas Oil Tour, going up and down the road, racing the best of the best every night, um, going to the tracks that you sometimes struggle at. It's, it's really hard to keep a positive mindset, but, but like you said, if you do, um, that's, that's the best thing for you, and you just keep, keep going at it, keep working at it, keep attacking the things you need to attack, and uh, eventually it might not happen this year, but eventually you overcome those obstacles and the uh, it's very gratifying once you do. How different do you prepare for these early races in Florida compared to the rest of the season? Um, so really, we prepare the exact same. Um, it's just we have a lot shorter time to do it. Instead of giving us all week to where we wash and, and do this and that, if we race night after night, we just don't wash. We, we take everything, all the suspension and stuff off the car, go through everything, make sure everything's right, and then put it back on. Um, but like when we've got a couple off days, we've got a bunch of good people down here in Florida, friends and family and everything else. And uh, we'll sneak over to their place, uh, wash everything up at their shop, get everything ready to go, and just, just hammer back at it again, you know. Yeah. Were you a little disappointed with only two wins last year? No, I mean, um, having the having the two evolution, and we had a couple more throughout the year. But, um, yeah, same thing. It's, it's hard to win races when you're – when you're racing against the best of the best every night, no doubt. Um, you you always you want to win every night, no matter what. So, yeah. so only having five wins isn't exactly what we wanted. Um, but the first year with Roger Sellers and Double Down Motorsports, um, that 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 kind of stuff just happens, and uh, we're learning every day we race, and uh, hopefully we double or triple that this year. That show me 100 win down at Wheatland. That was an unusual night, wasn't it? Uh yeah, that was definitely. Uh, a crazy, weird, all different kinds of emotions were going on, but uh, at the end of the day, we got the money and, and went home happy, so it, it's hard not to complain about that, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Devin, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Can't thank you enough for doing so. Good luck to you this year, and we hope that you'll get probably somewhere around 10 wins this year. Yeah, let's hope so. You know, I'd like to, 
I'd uh, like to come out of Speed Weeks with a couple more, so hopefully we can uh, have a really strong showing at all the Lucas races and, and just go from there. And I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, just want to thank all my, my great sponsors, uh, CMW Trucking, uh, Lazy Days, Big River Steel, obviously Roger Sellers and Double Down Motorsports, uh, Longhorn Chassis and Bill Stein Shocks. Just, I have so many great partners and friends and everything that, that help us do this. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can make some noise this summer. All right. Thank you so much, Devin. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right. Good luck. There you have it, Devin Moran. We're going to take another break. When we come, when we come back, Kirk and I are going to just shoot the bull for about an hour. So we'll be back with more Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more here in a moment. Stay tuned. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing spread car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Can't thank our guests enough, Kevin Swindell and Devin Moran, for joining us on the show today. And joining us now from RacingDirt.com is Trenton Berry. Trenton, how you doing, bud? Good afternoon. How are you guys? I'm good. Hey, Boy, hey, hey, hold on a second. Before we get into anything, I want to talk about our Chiefs yesterday. Yeah, you're feeling good today, right, Trenton? Yeah, and I and I thought all along they probably weren't going to win the game, and it was close. I mean, they were they were they were close to not getting it done, but they did. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty exciting. Both those games were good yesterday too. That that Lions game was uh, was really exciting. Um, I've been I've been kind of down on the Chiefs the majority of this year. They just this didn't feel like they executed uh, timely, like like they had in the past. And obviously, the the drop drop pass is hey, a hey, huge part of it. But, but Trent, they got it done, Trenton. But the thing is, is that they're coming on late, and 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 I yeah. appreciate that. And and you know, I got more satisfaction out of going to Buffalo and beating Buffalo in their home stadium than I, that that was thrilling to me. Was it to you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, hundred percent. It was. Yeah. It it very much was. Um, and you're right. It's you know if you're uh there, there's a lot of those teams in the NFL that are good. It's it's about being good at the right time. You know, college basketball is no different with the <clears throat> NCAA tournament. So um, that's a that's a huge part of it. They um you know it just the road could have been a lot easier. So they 
they had the Chiefs had four 50-50 losses and they had two absolutely unacceptable losses. So you take away the unacceptable losses and you you split you split the 50-50 games and don't lose all those. You're talking about a team that lost two games in that home field advantage this year. So um, I was pretty down on them from from that perspective, and that that was my my reasoning as to why. Just because I didn't feel like the road should have been that hard. You know, going into the season here, knowing what the Chiefs had on defense and ultimately how the defense proved to be this this season right here should have been the most easy gimme year for the Chiefs to go win a Super Bowl in Patrick's entire career and what it's turned out to be is it's it's turned out to be we and we don't know what happens here but wherever the road ends for them this has turned out to have been the the most struggle that he's had and it should have been 100 percent the opposite and you really could have pointed to you know th- three losses four lot three or four losses that that uh could have went the other way. Hey, two that should have and what, two that could have. What's your thoughts about going into Baltimore and playing Baltimore? Do you think we got a chance there? No. I'd probably lose by two touchdowns. Really? I don't think so. Uh, hey, yeah, I, think, I think the road ends in Baltimore. Hey, listen. Yeah, they're, they're, we, they're we, really, we just really beat good. We just beat Miami. We just yep. beat Buffalo. And I'm telling you, I think that we got a chance against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I really believe here, we do. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, could they make it a game? 100%. 100%. I, I'll be shocked if they're in the Super Bowl. But, um, again, this is just my perspective from from the season and, and what I've watched. And the other thing you got to keep in mind about the momentum is that every Ravens fan's feeling that same that same thing right now on this Monday. You know, their, their team coming off a win. They had a big game. Um you know, so yeah, were the Texans near what the Bills are? No, but the Texans were a, a very good team this year. And TJ Stroud's proven to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, certainly the best rookie. Uh, so, uh, no, I don't think we can beat the Ravens. So, but I, but I didn't think we could beat the Ravens probably all year. I just felt like they were the best team in the, the AFC, really, from early, early in the season. The boy, good thing we don't have to play the Ravens in the regular season here because I don't think we can pass them knowing that if everything turns out how you want it to turn out, you're going to meet them in the AFC Championship. Now, tell me we get that game at Arrowhead, I say, yeah, we probably probably got a good chance to win it. But, but uh, I don't think we go to Baltimore and beat them. But, hey, I, 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 this, this, this would be one prediction I would love to be wrong about. No doubt. Well, I think that uh, anytime you've got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and Andy Reid standing over there on the sidelines and they've got two Super Bowl trophies already, those two, you can't count them out. I don't care if they're playing no, so, on the road, Arrowhead, or wherever else. So I'll say this. If there's if there's one team that anybody in the playoffs doesn't want to face, home or away, it's, it's going to be the Chiefs because right. Pat, Patrick's the only player that's going to line up that's, that's better guaranteed than what they have on their side at the most important position. So, um, yeah, I mean, from from that standpoint, sure. You know, I, I would say if you ask the Ravens fans who's the team they'd least like to play to win this AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl, they would probably say the Chiefs. Right, and I, and for for good reason. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Christian says that we're three and one versus Lamar. Is that right? Um, boy, that's probably they probably lost to him so. this I year, have, right? They lost to him this year. Uh, no, the Chiefs did not play the Ravens this year. Oh, they didn't oh, they play did. him. I thought they played him. No, he didn't. No, After I went back and looked, no. What do I know? No. I'm just a racing guy. Now the Chiefs, the Chiefs have a crazy Bills stat. So, so the 
uh, Mahomes Allen matchups in the regular season. The Bills are three and one. The Bills are three and one. I've been I've been an arrowhead for two of those losses. They've been excruciating. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're three and zero. Oh. The Chiefs are three and zero oh against the Bills in the playoffs. So that's that's uh, that, I would rather be on that side of the statistic. You know what I mean? If you're going to have to split split wins, the Chiefs are winning the games they have to win. Uh, hey, uh, Josh Allen, did you see the post race? the post game interview when he when he was talking about losing to the Chiefs he said it yeah. he said it sucked 5 times didn't he yeah and he I, so I watched the video part of that too I went back <laughs> and watched it after I heard the audio he was just like grabbing at his shoulder pads and you could tell he was he was just beside himself yeah uh he's good hey he he went did you guys know this too he went 16 of 16 passing last night behind the line of scrimmage yeah, that stat there was crazy when I saw hey, that stat be, behind the line of scrimmage. Sixteen. Whoa! Like, hey, I, I, I'm coming around on Isaiah Pacheco too a little bit. Oh, you should because he's really good. I don't know how long he's gonna last running like he does, but no, he's he's a little bit he's a little different. I I, I think that his career is going to be short. Yeah, don't you think? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he can sustain uh, running as aggressive as he runs all the time. But Andy Reid, I, I love it. But yeah. Cole Hardman, not so much. I'm, I'm ready no. to ship him out. And it's probably a well, good we did, thing we that it's probably a good thing Tony didn't play last night. Kadarius yeah, Tony. I yeah, I, I, I still believe in Tony. To be honest, with I you. think Tony's better than Hardman for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. He's for definitely sure. better than he Hartman, right? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, um, McCall was a grass. Any, any guesses on what our first-round draft pick absolutely, without question, has to be this year? Hey, wide better receiver. go get us a mouthy, a mouthy, a mouthy wide uh, receiver. E- mouthy egomaniac swagger when he walks wide receiver. That's right. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. Somebody I, I, who's I, already I, got I, a posse. Hey, but listen. Yeah, I, 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 want somebody, I want somebody that already, that already bows his chest out and walks, walks, you know, That's leaning right. his shoulders each way. When he walks, he's got that much confidence. Hey, I agree. But I believe that Rice is going to be the next big deal for our team. Don't you think? Sure. Yeah. I, 100%. I agree. You have Rice, and then you yeah. bring in another guy. That's, we just need another one. That's right. You bring two guys in like that, and Patrick is dangerous again. Right. That that that, that, that Rice, he's got that swagger about him. You know what I mean? He's That guy. That guy's a baller now. Man, let me tell athlete. you, he, he got oh, hurt. Man. He got banged up in that cold game that we had in Kansas City. When he came down on that knee, on the sideline, I was a little nervous. I thought that. he might have broke his kneecap, and then he got hurt again in the game yesterday and came yeah. right back in again. So, like you said, that guy—he's yeah. a tough for being a rookie. People don't realize, man. These college kids, man, their seasons are short, like super yeah. short. And th- and this this what these guys are doing, him and and the guy for Texas. They're not really, you know, they're no longer considered rookies at that point. Yeah, no, no that that CJ Stroud's un- unbelievable. What what he did as a rookie, I mean, my gosh, absolutely. If, if the if the Texans can put some few pieces around him, oh my gosh, that now that that cat can play. And they got a couple picks next year too, so yeah, yeah no watch doubt. out with those guys. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think I think I think that's a team for sure on the rise. I really thought Jacksonville was going to be the next one that the Chiefs are going to have to contend with. And I, and I think they'll be good, but I, I think these Texans are some uh, a group that we probably shouldn't sleep on. 
Jacksonville flamed out, didn't even make the playoffs yep. there. That lost that last yeah, game to the Titans. I, I, I think they'll be back. I, I think I think they'll be, be Trevor Lawrence is pretty. He's pretty elite. Man, there's so. some elite quarterbacks in the AFC right now. That's all. It's just yeah. well, you know the the thing about the Chiefs last night. If for a lot of the season, they just didn't look sharp. They were sloppy a lot of the time. They You're looked right. sharp last night. Tell me, tell me, you guys didn't lose your minds when Scanlon caught those two passes last night. I, what in the world? I didn't think he'd catch either one of those, let alone both of them. Yeah, where's that been all yeah, year? Yeah, but didn't he get like sixty-six yards last night? Yeah, that that one catch was amazing. I mean, both catches were great. Yeah, but he, he had he had he had a couple monster catches though. Yeah, big, no big doubt about it. Yeah, points in the game. Well, but I yeah, had a, his total his total yards suck just like they have all year. I was nervous like every other Chiefs fan last night, but also on Saturday night, yeah, I'm a Brock Purdy fan. I was nervous about that game too. But uh, hey, it was a great weekend for me, Trenton. All my teams won. Hey, hey, yeah. listen, hey. listen, Kirk Elliott is he <laughs> really wants to see San Francisco because Brock Purdy played for Iowa State. Yeah. And oh yeah. And 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 to be honest with you, he really wants to see the Chiefs versus San Francisco 49ers, don't right. you? Right. Huh? Yes. Oh boy, I don't, I don't know that I Most want. Most Chiefs fans don't want to see I that matchup, do they? They'd like, they'd rather see the Lions. Right? I would rather see the Lions. Too. I'd rather see the Lions too. We need a, yeah, yeah we have a, a yeah, bone to pick. We got a loss to avenge there. That's too. right. We have a binge loss. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you though, guys. I mean, short of the, short of the. World Series that the Royals have won. <laughs> I don't think there's two more parallel franchises between like the Lions and the Royals historically. Absolutely. And I know what those runs meant for somebody that loves the Royals. So I'm I'm super excited for the Lions fans. And you know I don't I don't know them by name, but but that but that fan base they they deserve to kind of have their moment right here. And that's that's pretty cool to see them win that yesterday and have that success they've had this year. Because I mean you. You talk about in all professional sports some of the worst franchises, the absolute doormat franchises that exist yeah. year over year. They're and terrible. the Royals are one of them, and the Lions are one of them. So, the Lions have never um, been to the Super Bowl. They've won four NFL championships, the last yeah. one in 1957. How crazy was that atmosphere in Ford Field yesterday? Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah, that was awesome. What it looked and like. I'm, on- I'm, I'm pumped for them. Yeah. I, I'm agreed with you on that. That Detroit, what they, what they're able to do here, you know, they showed that fan that had buried his father last year, who was a season ticket holder. Yeah. From day one, they buried him last year in his uniform, and for him, you know, as the sons there, it, like you said, it there was so much that reminded me of Chiefs getting the back in and when right. and Royals doing the same thing. It, it like you said, that does parallel a lot, and it was really cool to see. Trenton, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on over at RacingDirt um, TV. You guys, are, <laughs> not, not a whole, not a whole heck of a lot, right? Now. Well, I, like I, I know that you've got the MWRS carts at Red River yep. Showdown. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's coming up. We we do a bunch of these cart races over the uh, over the off season. There for a couple different groups out of Oklahoma. So that's our that's our next one coming up and. Uh, they're uh they're kind of fun you know we've uh we got the, the equipment and stuff and people want to want to work a little bit and it's it's kind of in their wheelhouse so that's uh that's that's our next thing next thing on the horizon those those carts are kind of a nice thing to offer in the winter um just to kind of feel how it is just kind of keep 
keep some of the content fresh and keep people going to the website. So yeah, they're uh, fill they're the exciting. gap. I, I I wish I'll tell you this: I, all kart racing is way too long for the most part. I know that's not a hundred percent blanket statement. So um, some of that stuff gets 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 a little lengthy, but that's just kind of. As I've been told, as I've asked questions over the years, that's just kind of how kart racing is. So um, they uh, they get a lot of participants and a lot of entries and a lot of families involved in that. So um, I'm glad to be able to have a have a platform for them. Uh, for us, we got we got kind of a big weekend coming up though. The USMTS and USRA banquets in Kansas City that's coming Saturday night. So uh, that's that's going to be a be a big time. We were all kind of getting our plans around and. I'm thinking about that coming up this weekend. So Harris Casino. Yep, yep. Going to be at Harris Casino on Saturday night. So Rodney Sanders going to celebrate what his fifth championship in USMTS. Yeah. Yep, fifth one, and he's going to get a hundred thousand dollars and the Leon Ramirez Memorial uh, Championship trophy, and going to be a uh, going to be a big night. We had had really good series participation this year. It's looking like we're going to have it. Again, here for next year too. Um, uh, Todd has went back to the the regions, North, Central, and South, and going to pay out money in those regions as well as the national championships. So it's uh, going to be a be a big year. Be here before we know it. We got hey, a lot of races. Again handing out the USRA awards on Saturday night as well. Yes. Yep. So they take a everybody has dinner, and then they they pass out the USRA awards, and they take about a ten fifteen minute break and. Um, come right back and and start in on the USMTS side of it, and everything's done in about uh, two two and a half hours, and on with the uh, on with the night at the casino from there. You know, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a really good time. They do a great job with their banquet. They got a lot of really nice awards, and um, there's a few special awards that are going to be coming out. A couple of them I know about, and a couple of them I don't know about, but uh, there's going to be some big winners in addition to the the point fund. So. Yeah. You guys video that on Race and Dirt? I don't think we're going to. No, we're yeah. not. We're not going to carry it. It's so hard. You get people that want it, and I understand it probably would be good content too. But man, our crew goes and works all year. You know, it's 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 nice to have one night that we can just just attend like like everybody else. So I'm sure there will come a day that it'll have to be live streamed because it seems like everything has to be live streamed anymore. But um, until that day comes, we're uh, we're just going to go enjoy. You're just going like to go up and enjoy yourself. Out. That's well, you should. Yeah. So, got a lot of late model racing going on down in Florida, Trenton Sunshine. That we had Devin Moran on here just a few minutes ago. Won the uh, Friday night feature. Did you guys ask him? Did you guys ask him anything? Did you guys ask him anything about his body? Boy, he had a wild looking body on that thing this week. I we did not we, ask him we about that, but it was we pretty didn't sharp ask looking him car. About it. Man, it was that thing was was skewed skewed off to the side, and it was that was that was a wild looking body. They had a, they got an early picture of that thing when it first hit the track. I think Wednesday or Thursday. Anyway, it was uh, it was quite the quite the interesting body. But after I've spent a week out in Vado, there uh, there's there's a lot hey. of, <laughs> there's a lot of interesting bodies in the late model world. Hey. More seems like. Did he have that body on out at Vado? Was he out there at Vado? He wasn't. He wasn't at Votto. No, mm-hmm. no, he wasn't out there. He said he spent. So we didn't ask him about that. Said he'd been out at Australia for a while out there. Yeah. Yep. I knew. I knew he'd went to Australia because he was. So he was at the dome, and he 
he left right after the dome was over and went went to Australia and raced. And I wasn't sure quite how long he was down there, but I knew I knew he was going right after Gateway. He had a good finish at the dome. I think he finished fourth. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's he's uh man, he's one of that really talented group of next generation drivers. You know, Hudson O'Neill right right there right along with him too. Uh, those two boys are they're sure something behind the wheel of race car, kind of like their dads were. <laughs> yeah, Hudson O'Neill, the son of the great Don O'Neill, and uh, Devin Moran, the son of the million dollar man Donnie Moran. So yep, yeah, yeah a great legacy there. But it was Longhorn versus Rocket. Rocket at uh, yeah. Volusia Speedway, and Rocket got the upper hand on uh, Saturday. Uh, night. You know what he told me? The Longhorn chassis finished in the top eleven in that race down there at Volusia. Did or didn't? The 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 top 11 were Longhorn chassis. Except for the winner, Hudson O'Neill was driving a rocket. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Except for Hudson. Yeah, Hudson's, Hudson's running that rocket house car team. But, yeah, so that's pretty much how it's been the last few years. I mean, it's it's been predominantly uh, rocket and Longhorn, and I know you can point to isolated races here and there that somebody else, but nationally, as far as, you know the consensus of dirt late model racing. It's kind of a kind of a two horse battle in a lot of people's minds on on race cars right now. Uh, Black Diamond had a little bit of success out at uh, out at Vado, so that that was cool to see. And there's a lot of great late model manufacturers that are out there, but it just seems like the the Longhorn has kind of come in as the new powerhouse. And it's funny because before Steve Arpin had it, they were just so hit and miss. And I, I remember there were times people had Longhorns, they'd come run MLRA shows with Longhorns. And, and they'd just get rid of them a couple weeks later down the road, and nobody stuck with them. And there was a time Longhorns were slow, and um, it, it's it's interesting the evolution of that particular chassis brand. And and you know Mark Richards is tried and true with Rocket. You can't say that it's a Longhorn runaway because the Lucas Oil Championship went to went to Hudson last year. Um, anytime it seems like Rocket's ever been down, they're just down for a little bit. And I don't even think they're down right now. I just think there's more people racing Longhorns. But Rocket, Rocket, year over year, puts out a great race car and, and guys run up front. They made a big change to start of this year. And even they were running, their house car was running on a little bit last year, but they went to Fox Shocks. They made a, they made a big shock change for their Rockets program. So, um, man, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world. That that late model world is drama, drama, drama. Now it is crazy. You go work in the pits some of those races and it's uh it's it's wild. The the stories and the things and, and who's doing what on each particular day and um it it's uh it's it's daytime television for sure in that world. Well, I mean, you talk about uh, the action on Saturday night down at Volusia. You had Hudson O'Neill, you had Kyle Bronson, Devin Moran, Ricky Thornton Jr. coming from twenty third to fourth. Brandon Shepard yeah. in the mix. Bobby Pierce looked like he was going to run away with Friday night show until he got the competition. But uh, I mean, the uh, the level of competition of this dirt late model racing is just off the charts right now. Yeah, you know, and ten, 10 years ago, we all sat and talked about what's going to happen when Moyer and Bloomquist aren't at the races. Right. What What are we going to do? Who's Who's going to carry the torch? And um, you know, you know the name the name right there that's one of the most popular. You didn't even 
mentioned, I don't, I don't even think he, I don't think he raced this weekend. But you know, Jonathan Davenport, what, what's going to happen when he decides to get in the mix here again? Right, he'll be the he. He wasn't there this weekend, but he'll be at yeah. Golden Isle this weekend when the yep. Lucas Hole Late Model Series opens up. Yep, yep. He yep, he finished. Sure. Hey. He finished fourth in the Lucas Hole Late Model Dirt Series uh, points this year, and uh, he was fifty points back. And you know what I don't understand is how Ricky Thornton Jr. Can win twenty three races and not win the championship. Well, it's that final four deal that that yep. that Eldor. Yep. They're going to change that this year. They're going to add more races to that mix once the yep. final four is. They still have the final four, but there's going to be more races, not just the one race at Eldor. Yeah, I I think it's so interesting too how we can just be okay with this format in NASCAR for many 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 years now and. But we're all up in arms over dirt late model racing doing that. I, I don't know. Just one of the oddities I find about about our sport and perception and whatever. Not not that it really amounts to anything either way. But um, like it's good enough for the. You're gonna tell me it's good enough for the highest levels of racing, but not good enough for right what we do. I, you know, I I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion one way or another. I don't I don't really care to be honest. I just want to know what the rules are and proceed from there right hey uh, but it led to a crazy night at eldora i'll tell you did. that Devin, Devin Moran you, came and... from one turn of winning that yes. championship and he yes. had to slip in at the last race just to get into that final four yeah and it was it was a sunday too right uh, correct me if yeah. i'm wrong it was right was yeah that, was, and i mean was that a day we, race we talked about no they had it we at talked night about dirt late model racing on a sunday in the fall that that is reserved for the nfl i'm sorry Sundays in the fall are for the NFL. No doubt. Dirt late model racing had the day right there. And mm-hmm. so, I, I don't know. From a competition standpoint, is it is it what you want to see? I don't know that it is or it isn't. But clearly, they showed that it wasn't because they made a rule change. So, um, But I'll tell you this. It, 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 it's not all bad. No. Uh, it's not all bad. And, and I appreciate people that want to think outside of the box. And sometimes you hit on it, and sometimes it has to be tweaked a little bit. Right. Um, so, let, let's talk about your first USMTS event that you're going to have on RacingDirt.com. Yeah, we're going to Hunt County, which used to be the old Super Bowl Speedway in Greenville, Texas. That thing's been a while since I've been there. That racetrack is shaped like a D. So you uh, you come off of turn two, and you don't ever really get too straight before you, you get into turn three. The back stretch gets really wide. And uh, it's not a huge track overall. It's a cool track. I've not quite seen one just quite like it that we go to uh, anywhere in the central part of the country, at least. And, um, yeah, it's fun. Been, been a while. Uh, probably whoo, six, seven, eight years since the USMTS has ran there. But I've, I've been there three or four times uh, for, for shows in previous uh, seasons earlier on in uh, racing dirt's career there. But, um, yeah, cool, cool place. Um, Greenville's just outside of Dallas. Oh, hour maybe east of Dallas out there. Close to Sunnyvale, Texas. Greenville, Sunnyvale over right. there. Sam Haverty's hometown. Sunnyvale yep. is Sam yeah, Haverty's hometown. Yeah. No doubt. Yep. And, uh, Clyde, Clyde Dunn Jr. Sunnyvale, Texas too. He's, he's another pretty good racer from that area. So just kind of over east of Dallas a little bit. So. Looking forward to that one and getting the year going. I think we go from there. I think we go to Rocket, I think, is the next next stop on the schedule uh, the following weekend there in Petty, Texas. So that one's always a, a perennial favorite. That thing had been the season opener the past couple of years and had drawn uh, 70-some cars 
um, for for the, the opening weekend. So I'd say that Hunt County will probably uh, have a tremendous car count, and I'd say Rockets will be be pretty strong too, based on uh, past past intel there. And then Humboldt Speedway right after that. Yeah. Yep. King of America. Gonna get, yep. Going to get rolling that Kings that Kings awful early this year, but I like it if if everything pans out and we can race it. Um, it uh, it'll be it'll be a uh, be a uh, wonderful event for sure. Um, they battled a lot of weather in the past couple of years. It's been tough because all those years before that seemed like when the Whitworth family had the racetrack, we'd always get them in. You know, we'd always get two out of three in or get them all in. And man, since since Jr. and Katie Sartain bought it, and, and John Allen kind of helps them run that place. That, they just fought nothing but weather on the the King of America. So March can be I a my fingers crossed. March can be a pretty tough month for weather. No doubt about it. It can, yeah. And it's just, man, it's just been it's it's been tough the last couple of years. So got a date change on it this year. We'll, we'll see what happens. The the King of America and the Battle at the Bullring are split. So Humboldt's going to go back the second week in April, and uh, they're going to run their Battle at the Bullring. So we'll have that one as well. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Hum, Humboldt early season is uh, just kind of goes together. You know, it's kind of a staple around our area, your guys' area. Everybody kind of gets together and gets to Humboldt. So you're due with a great weather month of March this time. I'm telling you, you're, you're Man, I hope so. Let's let's we, keep our I'll fingers crossed for you, Trenton. I'll tell you this: we we can pay a lot of bills with a great weather month of March. So I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about yeah. it. They hey, paid for it last year when the when the Featherlight Fall Jamboree got rained out and the Grant Young Ann's Memorial Race and yep. all of that. So you know it, it's got yep. to hey, turn you, back to the good. Did you guys see too? So August is a two day race up there at Lakeside. We're we're running two two Grant Young Ann's Memorials this year. Oh, oh really? To make up for the one you we're lost gonna, last year. Good. We're going to run a seventh, a seventh, and an eighth. So I was awesome. I was tickled to see that. That's going to be August eighth and ninth on a Thursday and a Friday. So, Trenton, you're going to so. continue to do the Lucas Oil. Um, and I, I, I always say that because I did it for so long. But it, it's the ASCS National Tour. You're going to be doing that again this year, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. That's our plan. And I believe as of right now, unless something's changed, I think that thing's kicking off in Corpus Christi, Texas. Is that is that right still? Yeah. Well, it, originally Look. it was supposed to start out in Cocopal and then go to yeah. – um, they were going to have those two races in Arizona, but yeah. they, they dropped those races. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be in South Texas there. So that'll be fun. That's a, that's a neat place. I've, I've been there several times. I've never seen sprint cars there. So I, I'll be excited to see that, uh, see how that one, that one plays out. But, um, Corpus Christi's a, it's a, it's a great coastal city, man. That, that place is wild. It's, it's almost feels just like tropical when you're there. Uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be fun too. Looking forward to uh, to getting rolling with the ASCS. I don't know, I don't think we're going to have as many regional open wheel shows this year. They kind of had a a change there with some of their operations. So I think we're still going to do uh, we'll do the sooner sooner stuff and um, the the Midwest that or the Warrior region stuff that we can as as long as it works out. Uh, a lot of that Warrior stuff had ran in conjunction with the National Tour, so that was nice. But uh, I don't know that we're going to have have much of the rest of uh, 
some of that other open wheel stuff we've done in the past. So yeah. Uh, so are uh, are you going to? We got be- a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot more modified races this year, honestly, guys. We got we got twenty two new dates with that that new Heartland modified tour that's going to take a substantial chunk of time and effort and energy. Um, we put out our preliminary arms schedule. It's got a few TBAs on it, but we, I think we got fifteen dates on it. I believe right now shooting for twenty two on it too. So I don't know that we'll get to twenty two, but that's what we're trying to get to. Are you going to do OCRS this year? Ah, uh, man, I, I think maybe hit and miss. I, I don't know. It's not going to be something we're going to be able to do every week, no. No, not not every week. Yeah, and with all that. this addition really of modified. Like and, and, and there's a new ownership over there as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So not not something we're going to be able to do every week, unfortunately. you got a lot on your plate this year with this it just, new man, series. Man, you just can't be, you just, we can't be all things to all people. And we try, and, but I also... I'm also not going to I'm not going to kill our crew and our staff. I'm just not going to do it. We we got a great group of people and I'm so I'm so fortunate that we've been able to kind of put this team team of people together. Um you know, some weekends we're together and some weekends we kind of split up and go separate ways. And, um they just they do such a great job. I'm not I'm not going to go kill them every single weekend all right. the time and just just force them to live like nomads i'm, I'm not going to do it to them i i wouldn't want somebody to do that to me and i'm not going to be the one to do that to them. right H- have you ever considered audio only have you ever considered that for for not, not really since video came along though no. yeah i think i be honest with you i think we'd probably get roasted at the stake because we're we're pretty much known for known for uh for doing video so I think I think what would happen is you'd you'd introduce it and you'd introduce a whole can of worms of people going, I put it on video. Da, 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 da. I don't nothing I really want to listen to. So no, yeah, I no hear you. for that for that reason, like uh, like they said on Shark Tank, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> so so I February twenty third and twenty fourth are the dates, the season opener for the USMTS. That's coming up yeah. pretty quick, isn't it? Yep. Yep, it'll be here before we know it. I uh, I don't know that I'm quite quite ready for it yet, but it's it's gonna it's gonna be here. Um, we got a I've got the weekend before. I think maybe it's the weekend before uh, before that. I don't remember exactly, but Mel Hamilton Ford over there in Wichita, they've got their annual racing open house. What what when's the Daytona 500? Is that Daytona 500? Uh, February 18th. Yeah. So the, so the weekend before on that Saturday, the 17th. Right. They'll have their race in open house, and that that's kind of our unofficial kickoff to the season. That's always been the week before we uh, we went racing. So I'll look forward to going over there to, to Wichita and seeing everybody and, and kind of getting juiced up for the, the season to get rolling. Yeah, no doubt about it. Trenton, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Thank you so much for do, taking the time, man, and I uh, can't thank you enough for doing so. So you're picking the Ravens yeah. this, this weekend, huh? Yep, I'm picking the Ravens. I said two touchdowns. Let's go ten. Ravens by ten. Hey. I hope, And I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. Hey, I'd listen. I'd love to be wrong. Well, listen, you know what? I listen. picked the Bills last week, and I was wrong and happy about it. Hey, listen. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you this, Trenton. They're going to beat the Ravens. I hope you're right. I hope, I hope, like, uh, everything in me, I hope you're right. Hey, they shut. I don't want to see the Chiefs go down. Hey, they shut down um, Josh Allen 
and he's a running quarterback. I got a feeling they're going to do the same thing with Lamar Jackson. I hope so. I'd I'd love it. I'd love to see the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. For sure. Trenton, thanks so much for taking the time, bud. We appreciate you. Yeah, same. You got thanks, Trenton. All right. All right, Kirk, you want to do that live read? Uh, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum will be giving away a Corvette again in 2024. It's a Torch Red Z06 Corvette with the Z07 package, plus $25,000 to the grand prize winner. They'll be drawing for that exactly one week following the Knoxville Nationals. And uh, new this year, the grand prize cash option has been increased to $100,000. Also new this year is that each driver will receive, each donor, I should say, will receive additional tickets compared to the last five years of the sweepstakes. Spit it up. Each donation... Uh, they will give everyone just a few more chances to win. And there's one example of that this year. If you enter in to the sweepstakes by going to winaz06corvette.com, if you enter in the code VET25, you will receive an additional 25% more tickets. So do that. Go yep. to win a z06corvette.com and get signed in for the drawing. They just finished up doing a lot of work to the museum. They were closed the whole week of the Chili Bowl. Putting a new floor in. Put new floor in. They got the walls all painted. It's looking all spruced up for the coming season. Did you mention the Sprint Car? Car? Fame and Museum. And uh, they'll be giving away a Sprint Car in December of this year. And if you go to winasprintcar.com, you can get uh, registered for the Race Ready Sprint Car. They're going to be giving away in December of this year. It's Triple X chassis with a Al Parker racing engine, 410 cubic inch engine. And it's uh, it's going to be a Race Ready Sprint Car. They do this once every two years. And they'll be drawing for that one in December. So get signed up for that at winasprintcar.com. Uh, for those uh, fundraisers that's going on at the Hall of Fame. They had a big auction down at the Chili Bowl, raised a lot of money down there. Yep, they did. And uh, Did you go over to the Hall of Fame exhibit? I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the trade show. Saw Bob and Max, Bill W. and Bill W. Yeah, talked to all those guys. So uh, can't wait for the season to open up in April up at Knoxville. Going to have a big season. Got another race salute going on up there this year. We'll talk more about as the weeks lead up to the season opener of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod End Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that to build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville.
When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing spark car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I was in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod End Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Uh, the World of Outlaws made a uh, rule change. They're going to uh, uh, have a maximum one-inch wicker bill on these cars for this coming year. Do you think that's going to make any difference on the, uh, on the racing, Scott? No, no, I don't. I don't either. No. I don't think it would make much difference at all. Take a little downforce away from it, but uh, I, I don't think it'll make what, that much difference. What did they go from, a two-inch to a one-inch? I believe that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. I didn't think the racing has been all that bad, really. They came out with a new tire last year, as you remember. Some teams had trouble adapting to that new race tire. Some teams... Uh, did and other drivers did not but uh putting a mandated one inch wicker bill on these cars is going to make a whole lot of difference we'll wait and see but i'm pretty skeptical that it will uh marco andretti is going to compete in the arca series kirk what do you think about that well he doesn't have an indycar ride anymore so yeah i'm i'm surprised that uh, you think marco is uh what is have his eyes on maybe he's, making he, a full time transition over to a to a stock car, and this is a good way to well, start. That's driving where an Arca? That, that's where the money's at. Yeah, in NASCAR. And Marco is not that old of a driver, is he? How old is Marco Andretti? I'm not sure how old he is. Let me look here. So obviously, you know, it his time in IndyCar is. As a full-time driver in IndyCar, is not there, so maybe he's looking at uh, making this kind of a transition and sees the ARCA series as the, the way to do that. 36. He's 36 years 36. old? 36. So he's Thank you, Todd. still young. I appreciate that, but No, bro. 36 in the grand scheme of things is not that, not that old. Not in racing. Not that old, really, to be honest no. with you. 
So he's still got a lot of years ahead of him. Are you surprised that it's not as a full-time IndyCar driver? He's raced at the Indy 500. I know. Continues to race there. But I don't know what the money is in IndyCar racing versus NASCAR racing. I don't know what the difference is in the money. I think NASCAR drivers make more money. Well, to be honest honest with you, the NASCAR drivers today, in today's world, they don't make the money that That uh, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon made. They don't make that kind of money. They start them out at a base pay of about $500,000. Yeah, it's not what it once was, that's for sure. They used to get paid millions and millions of dollars to drive those stock cars, but those were veteran drivers. Those were guys like Kevin Harvick. Yeah, and those were Kyle Busch. Those are monster sponsor deals too. These sponsors oh, yeah. are Yeah, def- you go from the late nineties to the middle part of the two thousands. Uh those were the glory days of NASCAR in terms of the money and the you know, the what these drivers were being paid. And it's not even close to what it once was. No, it's not. Yeah, the one the ones that are racing now don't know, so it doesn't hurt them, right? The ones that are the crossover guys, the Harvicks that were still racing, Bushes, those guys, they know where the money used to, how it used to be. And it's it's not as, I'm sure, I mean, it attests you whether you really want to be out there all the time, you know, if this is really your end well, game. Well, listen, that's a grind. It, it's a grind. Hell, it starts in a couple of weeks, guys. I mean, they're already advertising. We watched it a yesterday. Week from next Sunday, a we week. got the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Yeah. So, I mean, I, to me, the season's way too long. It needs to start in March, not February. This year, it ends on November 10th at Phoenix. Yeah. And it needs And to there's end. two weeks off. In the middle of the season, because of NBC's coverage of the Olympics, oh, the Olympics there's two yeah. s- straight weekends that they will not have NASCAR races, July 28th, I think, August 4th. And then you're also going to have to stream a few races too, right? Isn't that correct? Yeah. Well, I think that's not in this current year, but oh, in next the future, year. yeah. Okay. Part of the season is going to be all streaming. Yeah. So, so we'll things are changing. Like you more. said, it's, it's changing. But I'm... The season's way too long because we just had the awards banquet yeah. on TV, and we're starting. We're literally having commercials for the Indy or for the Daytona 500 on net on during the NFL games this week. I mean, that was what one of the main commercials was. Was and if you Daytona. look at those two weeks I told you about that they have off the last Sunday in July and the first Sunday in August. That's the only time that they have off. There are no other off weekends through the season other than those two straight weeks in Yeah, that's a lot of July, ra- that's a lot August. of racing, guys. That's a lot of racing. Yeah. I can see where the average fan, guys, is going to be tuned out to because the ra- it's it here's what it kind of comes down to. It's kind of like baseball season to me, right? It's on there's so many games with yeah. baseball that your average fan, guys, just kind of you know, I'll catch a game next week. I'll catch a game tomorrow because there's I don't. Have- the, the, the problem is in our world, in, in Kansas City, yeah. the Royals suck. Well, and they are so bad. Yeah, and, and I think they're going to be better this year. Yeah, I, I hope I, so. I think they got some better pitchers. <laughs> but I mean, we, we I think they got a few better pitchers, didn't? What? They? Yeah, they did. They yeah. Did. But what's going on? What you what you realize when the Kansas when the Royals were really good there for a while, you had a little bit of. 
it ain't it's not like when the Chiefs are good. When the Chiefs are good, it kind of just wipes the rest of the city out as far as attendance everywhere because everybody gets so everybody's so locked in into the Chiefs. And it's a small season. Unlike racing season where it seems like it lasts the whole year. I mean, it to me it seems like it's our year-round sport, guys. It, it starts it, in February and ends in November. In November. It's a it's ridiculously too long. Yeah. Cut it down. Uh, add some small tracks to, uh, you know, I understand it's tough to build a track, but add me some small small tracks and some different type things. And well, they're going to be going to Iowa Speedway absolutely. for a race this year in June. And that's, so. and that's a good thing. I, I agree. You know and what's great about North that Carolina weekend is the World of Outlaws is going to be competing just down the road at Knoxville that same weekend. So They uh, know how to team that up. When you need the the camper up at uh, I, I, i'm, I'm going to be running all over the place with yeah. that R, rv this this summer um i i can't wait to get around and, and go to several races to be honest with you I, I i'm planning on going to more local races this year and i plan on going to more national races this year as well so um you got the truck and the rv the truck and the, the rv and i'm ready, to, ready go. to go yeah uh, they have the NASCAR Hall I'm, of Fame. I'm, I'm sure uh, Deidre is going to go with me uh, quite a bit as cool. well. They had the NASCAR Hall of Fame awards on Friday night. Watch that on Peacock. And Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss are now Hall of Famers. And Donnie Allison going into the Hall of Fame. Great speeches by all three of those guys. I, I, I was so glad that they put in Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss at yeah, the same time. they deserve to go in together. Yeah. But it was interesting to hear Chad Knauss' speech uh, when he told about the story of him leaving Illinois, his hometown, and driving to Charlotte by himself with everything that he had. And he got offered an interview by Hendrick Motorsports and got there the night before and spent the night in the parking lot of Henrik Motorsports and then got up the next morning and went in for the interview and got the job. He left Henrik Motorsports for a time to be a crew chief and then came back to work on the... Uh, as a, he left Henrik Motorsports to be a crew chief and then came back to Henrik Motorsports uh, when Jimmy Johnson was hired then the rest is history but it was it was interesting to hear him tell that story about how he was able to come from nothing and go to charlotte and become maybe the greatest crew chief hey, that there ever was hold on a second he was driving for the the team out of st joe uh jim we're talking about jimmy i was talking about chad canals's story but jimmy johnson but, was driving for uh Herzog. Herzog Motorsports. And Jimmy Johnson brought that up at the beginning of his speech. He brought up the Herzogs? That he wouldn't be where he is today without the his time with Stan and Randy Herzog up here at St. Joe. That was a good team. He, uh, he talked about how important that that was to where he ended up at Henrik Motorsports. So, great speeches. Donnie Allison, uh, last of the Alabama gang going in. And, yes, I do think that Donnie Allison deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He didn't win as many races as his brother Bobby. Uh, but Red Farmer is in there. And Donnie Allison was an important part of NASCAR and I think well-deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Tim, I did get my truck fixed. 
just so you know. That wasn't cheap. Wasn't cheap to fix that truck. Now let's hope it runs for a while. That thing's going to run up and down the road. I, I, I put new injectors on it and new lines on it. And that ill-fated trip to the short track nationals that didn't happen. Hey, listen, that was that was the longest day of me driving back from any one place. It took me forever to get back from from Texarkana. And how far were you from the racetrack? A hundred miles. And that was the weekend that it was flooded, and they had to postpone it for several weeks, and, and it didn't even get in the second time. They and tried then to I had to dr- I, I had to drive back. With the truck would only drive for about twenty minutes, and then I'd have to pull over, and and let it take a break, and then I'd have to start it up, and then it would drive for another twenty minutes, and then I'd have to pull over again. Was that the worst trip you've ever made to a race that didn't happen? Maybe it could have <laughs> been. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, I want to thank everybody uh, for tuning into the show today. Uh, it's uh, mostly motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Uh, for Todd Surprise, our producer, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you on Saturday morning on Track Talk. industrial farming equipment or race car rod and supply has the assortment of rod ends radius rods and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better giving you the edge on the track and saving you money contact rod and supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. we don't just sell them we race them rod serving the racing community for over 30 years